You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Many years pass. Jacob is dead. The Israelites that came through his family, they're enslaved in Egypt, and God appears to a man named Moses. Exodus chapter 3 at the burning bush. And Moses asks God the same thing Jacob asked God. He said, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you were to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Now, I preach that verse a lot, but I never preach the next one. And I'm going to leave you with it. Because the next thing God said to Moses is, say to the Israelites, when they want to know who I am and what kind of God I am, tell them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and I'm thinking he's going to say the God of Israel, because that's Jacob's good side. That's the new Jacob. If you are God and you want to make yourself known, wouldn't you call yourself the God of Israel? Wouldn't you want to be the God of their good side? Wouldn't you want to be the God of the guy who, who was changed in the wrestling match? But yet he says to Moses, and he says to you today, if you want to know who I am, you need to understand. I'm the God of Jacob too. I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God of that part of you that you don't want anybody to see. I'm not just the God of your success. I'm the God of your struggle. I'm the God of Jacob too. I'm not just the God of your victories. I'm the God of your defeats. I'm the God of Jacob. The God of Jacob is in this place. His name is Jesus. He's full of mercy, full of grace, full of truth. Oh, God of Jacob. Welcome. Come and enter in here. There is so much fun and so much to do. Whatever your heart desires is made possible in this place. Come, come and enter in. In this magical place, you can have fame, fortune, and power. Happiness is yours forevermore. Step right up. Don't wait. Don't delay. Come inside to dance and play. Step right up. Don't delay. Come inside to dance and play. <laughs> I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to me. I died with Christ and was buried with him. I am no longer my own, 
but I have been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus, the Son of God who gave himself for me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Father, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For I am crucified with Christ. Christian life is not a playground, it's a battleground. So today, I will give no place to fear or failure. I will not accept a trace of apathy in my attitude or actions. I will reject complacency and embrace the greatness that God has planted inside of me. I will waste no opportunity to glorify God and maximize everything he has entrusted to me. I will fight. My battle is not against flesh and blood, but against a spiritual enemy who opposes me. So I will draw the battle lines and face my enemy with a bold determination. My enemy fights against me because he fears me. Every time I resist him, he must flee. And every time he reminds me of my past, I will remind him of his future. I will make no excuses, but through every obstacle I will find a way. I will not procrastinate my progress. I will not defer my destiny. I will not waver when I'm weak. I will not cower when my circumstances take a turn for the worse. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fight. Even if I lose the battle, I will win the war because I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I will reject the lies that echo in my mind, telling me that I don't have what it takes, that my best is behind me, or that humiliation awaits me. The devil is a liar, and my God always causes me to triumph. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord, I will fight. I'm unashamed to represent a kingdom that is unshakable. No one will be able to stand against God's plan for me all the days of my life. With my God, I will advance against every troop. With his help, I will scale every wall. Though my enemies surround me, my God surrounds my enemies. Though they may come at me one way, they will flee seven ways. Because no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every evil thing that rises against me, I will condemn, I will fight. My heart is steadfast. My purpose is immovable. I am always abounding in the work of the Lord. And my potential is unlimited because the limitless God lives within me. I will fight. The cross is before me. The world is behind me. I'll never turn back. I'll never give up. I'll never settle. I'll never stop short. I will press toward the mark for the prize that is already mine. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate me from my God. And if my God is for me, who can be against me? I will fight. Behold, I 
give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's true that Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered the final enemy, death itself. Everything has changed. If he rose again, life will never be the same as we know it. The gospel is the good news. It's the good news about God sending his son Jesus who came to triumph in this life. a sinless life, a perfect life, a selfless life. Then he would give his life as a sacrifice on the cross. But he did not just die. He rose again on the third day. Resurrection is what makes the news good.
These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked even mine enemies and my foes came upon me they stumbled and fell though a host should encamp against me my heart shall not fear the war should rise against me in this I will be confident I've got a promise turning back is not an option there's a calling on my life and I'm not about to drop it. I got this. For this I was chosen. The final word over me was spoken before I was born. I have a purpose that goes far beyond what I want, what I feel, what I see, and what they say cannot be. With God, all things are possible. And when my desire aligns with the divine, I am unstoppable. In this, I will be confident. Of course the climb is hard. I'm not surprised. The dream is difficult by design to make sure I rely on his might, not mine. His plan, not mine. His hand, not mine. My assignment was conceived in his heart, his mind. And the blessing ahead will always be greater than the battle behind. So this is not the time to compromise or entertain a thousand lies and a million reasons why I can't or it won't or it's not or I'll never. I've heard it before, so shut up, devil. God didn't say he'd make it easy. He said he'd make me better, make me strong and give me grace to carry on. No matter what the opposition, I only need one weapon. I have the faith to overcome. In this, I will be confident. I'm too close to quit, and the stakes are too great for me to hesitate. So whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I keep coming. I show up and take the shot with my hands shaking. The fear is real, but it won't break me. God will not fail me, nor forsake me. I'll keep coming. I'll step to the battle like it's already won. Like I got the enemy on the run. I speak and believe like it's already done. In this, I will be confident. He made me a promise. He gave me a calling. I know that he's able to keep me from falling. I focus my hope. My excuses are gone. The moment to prove the power of God is come. He made me a promise. He gave me a calling. I know that he's able to keep me from falling. I focus my hope. The past is gone. Kapow Radio at kapowradio.com. I am a servant. I am listening for my name. I sit here waiting. I've been looking at the 
the devil hits them here. And bam, the devil hits them there. And bam, the devil hits them there. Buddy, I got shot every way I turned, and it didn't take me long to figure out it's not a glory trip. It's not walking down the street with shiny boots. They're shooting real bullets out here. This is war we're in, people. This isn't just a place where we come in and shine and bray and, and act like we're big soldiers in the Lord. I mean, you can get hurt out here in the Lord's army. You can get your heart ripped out. You can have your family ripped apart. The devil gets your kids and mess up their life. The devil can break up your marriage. The devil gets your health. They're shooting real bullets out there on us tonight. We ain't playing church. We're really in the Lord's army. in John 1 29 said behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world the precious Lamb of God was beaten and slaughtered his flesh torn from his body his hands pierced his side ripped his his brow pressed in with a crown of thorns
how you will do beautiful and comely things when evil comes your way in the sight of all men. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what he says. Tolerated means faith contaminated. Fear tolerated means faith contaminated. Fear tolerated means faith contaminated. Fear tolerated, tolerated. Say out loud, fear is not okay. I will not tolerate it. Now remember, the greatest fear that Satan wants to bring upon Christian people is the fear that what God said in his word won't work. When you read Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through and by Christ Jesus. Satan now wants to say to you that what he just said in Philippians 4.19 will not come to pass. God is not going to, to supply your needs because if he did, then why did that happen? God is not going to supply your need because if he did, then how come your company closed? See, he'll do anything to try to get you to take on fear so he now can begin to operate in your life. So the greatest fear that Satan is throwing over Christian people is trying to get you to be afraid that that Bible won't work.
Paul and Linda. Time, time is ticking by and I can feel an explosion inside and time, time is ticking by and I can feel an explosion inside as in the days of Noah as in the days of Noah they'll be drinking marrying laughing as in the days of Noah what a fool they say to build a boat on sand what a fool they say Take care of her. No, I 
take care of them. Did I not say in my word that I sent angels and those angels are charged, have been given charge over you, lest you dash your foot against the stone? Did I not say in my word that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty? And I'll say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. I had to believe that he was the refuge. The refuge. You are my strength. You are my force. You are my refuge. You are my hope.
every uncertainty there is hidden possibility so i don't dread any challenge that lies ahead because i remember all the victories behind and my confidence is not in my circumstance the spirit of god is my supply i'm steady under pressure and i'm ready for whatever because whatever comes my way today the outcome is i overcome christ is in me i am enough i can handle it can't afford to stay afraid or let my faith hesitate. My purpose is at stake. And he who called me is faithful. His strength in me is greater than any pain I feel or enemy I face. The promise of God is mine for the taking. Every plan he has made is guaranteed to come to pass. It will happen. If I don't back down, if I won't let go, it will happen. If I don't stop short, if I won't sell out, it will happen by faith. But faith doesn't take the fear away. It teaches me to fight it. So bring the battle. I'm ready now. I got something for Goliath. I can handle it. My power flows from presence. So I won't stay stuck in what was or worry about what will be. My regrets have been redeemed and my tests have become my lessons. My focus is fixed and my heart is expected. I'm set. I'm not nervous about what's next because my eyes are on the throne. I trust the one who's in complete control, the one who already knows how he's going to work it according to his purpose. Even the worst situations are sure to turn in my favor. If I keep moving forward, keep moving toward him, God is with me in this moment. And whatever happens, I can handle it. I know my help comes from above, so if fear insists on knocking, I'll meet it at the door. Life might give me bad news, but I've still got a good report. I can handle it. If I fall, if I fail, I'll handle it. Grace will give me what it takes to carry on. I can handle it. I have humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. Christ is in me. I am enough. And when the time is right, he'll lift me up. Till then, the lion may roar, but I see his leash, so I keep moving forward, because I've been down before, but my hope knows how to bounce back from rock bottom. What I need, God's got it, and I'm stronger, I'm better, it's settled, I'm ready, I'm focused, I'm hopeful, no hiding, I'm ready, I'm stronger, I'm better, it's settled.
Genesis chapter 35. Jacob is 21 years older. He's been tricked by life. He's wrestled with God. He's limping. The Bible says his hip is out of socket. So the first time he goes to Bethel in Genesis chapter 28, he's running from Esau. But, but when he comes back to Bethel in Genesis 35, he's limping from what he's been through in his life. You see, Bethel is a place of what? Remembrance. But it's also a place of revelation. Because it was there in the middle of nowhere. Here's the revelation. Jacob went back to Bethel, a place where he had been 21 years earlier, running for his life. He goes back to Bethel. Listen to what he says in Genesis 35, verse 3. Come, let us go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress has been with me wherever I have gone. In Genesis 28, Jacob said, the Lord is in this place. But now Jacob has journeyed full circle and he realizes God wasn't just in that place. He was with me in that place and that place and that place and that place and that he's been with me. The presence of God is not a place. It's a person. It's portable. He's with you wherever you go. That's why Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us. Jacob says, I I see it now. I see it now. My eyes are open. I've been through some things. I've had some blessings. I've fought some battles, but God was with me in the middle of my misery. God was with me in the middle of my sin. What happens when God shows up in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of my trouble? It says he's a very present help in the time of trouble. When God shows up in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of hurt, doctor reports, in in the middle of failed marriages, in in, in the middle of relational corruption and, and dysfunction. When God shows up in the middle of nowhere, you open your eyes to see he is now here. He is the ever present, ever faithful God, and he's here now.
And for the life of me, I just can't figure out why. 